coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School, sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are in a, we are in effect. You know what's really good about today though, man? You got the beautiful sun out before that nice Victory brisk day. cold comes in. Victory day. You know, um Jake Sorensen's usually cool, calm and collective. You know what I'm saying? Tomahawk T- DP just showed me a tomahawk, but it was really, really good is I saw Jake get a little. He had a little. He was a little spicy. Jake, Jake, Jake got a little spicy. Jake, 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 I didn't know you had that in you. You know what I'm saying? Jake, Jake <laughs> act like he had a couple shots of Hennessy and some hypnotic. Yeah, we're gonna get him some hen dog. We're down here at the Mercado Certified Piedmontese Special Ingredients. I'm looking at this beautiful butcher shop, 84th and Havelock. Beautiful day. You're about to have a weekend of uh, NFL football, and uh, I'll see some college sports with Huskers as well. We got some uh, reads we got here. Special for today. Buy six hamburger patties. Get six free. Offer is available only for the the two hours that we are here. So if you're driving home on your commute, turn around, call home, and say, I I got to go do something. You got to come down to 84th and Havelock, uh, the Mercado Certified Piedmontese in the butcher shop. You get six patties and six free. So, look, when you're watching football and you got your friends over, if you do have 11 friends or if you only have six and everybody eats two burgers. Six big boys. There you go. You, you're feeding everybody for half the price. Uh, it's open seven. The Mercado is open seven days a week, 8 to 8 p.m. Uh, you get cuts of meats like Porterhouse, T-Bone, Boneless New York Strip, Filet Mignon, the Tomahawk, <laughs> Cowboy Ribeyes, and many, many more. They got pork chops in there. Um, they got seafood, their own spices, their own sauces. Now the pleasantries are over. Now it's on, Jake. You know what? I wonder if they have neck bones in there. I don't think I saw that. You know what? D- Jake, they, they might. Jake, have you ever had neck bones? Yeah. He has not went to level three of his brotherism class. Well, he needs to get to the cookout first. Yeah. Like he's got to go to a cookout first. We got to get him some cabbage and greens, and then we'll get him with the neck bones. Get him to and a, oxtails. Get him to, get him to a black barber shop. Yeah, he Jake got a nice grade of hair. Like I think they, I could take him and get him faded up. Right, they could take him there. You, go, you know, just try something new, Jake. Make him wear his Dan Marino jersey while he's there. So the yeah, yeah, know. yeah, yeah, so they know he's for real. Right? He can't come in there with a Jay Fiedler jersey no, or Ray Lucas. No, he come in there with David David Woodley. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? He come, in, he come in there with a Joey Harrington or somebody yeah. like that. He'd be all good, you know, man. He'd, but, uh, he'd have a, one, of them, one of them David Archer jerseys. We want to sit in the uh, back talking. Oh, <laughs> man. You know what, though? I man? would get you a Don Strzok jersey. I would actually rock the Don Just Strzok. get him a Bob Greasy jersey, but just have Jake wear them Bob Greasy glasses, though. You know what's great? You know what's crazy? Speaking of Bob Greasy, his son's the quarterback coach at San Francisco. Which which son? I don't know. Is it Brian he, or Brian? Or? Brian Greasy went from uh, calling NFL games. I thought he was still calling games. No, he he uh, got a, he, he took the quarterback job with the San Francisco 49ers. I saw him. He's got the flow going. I think that's what they call it. Right. When they okay. grow their hair out there, it looked like a shag, old school shag. He's being a rebel. Um, 
And, uh, you know, look, man, for him, you got to give him props, you know, as we're kind of bouncing around. And, um, you know, you got four teams left, man. This is kind of like if it's basketball, this is semifinals, this is the final four, this is the creme de la creme. Um, all your dreams, I mean, if you, you know, granted, as the NFL, you know, to make it to the NFL, and then obviously you want to be able to get, you know, compensated well. But this time right now, you know, it's all about trying to win a Super Bowl. This is, a, it, it could be a life changing three week run because you got this week, then you get two weeks before you play this, you know, playing the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I know from experience, you know, to be in, you know, playing the NFL, you know, for, you know, a little while and, you know, get to the playoffs. It's a different, it's a different feeling. Um, definitely jealous because you just, you know, you get there and, and uh, it is winner take all. And those games are generally decided by one two, you know, either plays or coaching decisions. You just never know if you're going to get back. You know, I was enough to go from uh, here in Nebraska where we were winning and going in. For, you know, obviously they were winning for franchise before I got there. Was first couple of years, and slowly but surely it dissipated. And up until recently, you know, Buffalo had been on a drought. So, you know, <clears throat> you're used to always being really good in college. And I remember Henry Jones telling me. About when we, you know, don't, you know, don't think it's that easy to get back the next year. Like, yeah, right. I'm just coming from college. We get in the playoffs. Oh, okay. We, you know, we lost, but so, you know, we'll be back next year. Still got you know, Hall of Famer players and Pro Bowl players at that time. And, you know, we still had ascending players. And then, you know, by the t by the time I got traded down to Houston, we had a new head coach, new GM, and we were horrible that year. And then uh, then you go down to Houston and is you know as much as you're a competitor and the defense is really good if you don't have an offense and that in that day and time you know you don't have a chance to uh make it to the to the postseason so and then I made it the last couple of years with uh you know one year deals with San Francisco and New York but that's a totally different type of deal because you are right at the finish line of your NFL career and um so I'm sure there's there's a lot going through these players minds um and a lot of anxiety and they're you know looking forward to the Opportunity. I mean, when you think about the Huskers in this situation, you know, where, you know, Cam Taylor Britt, you got to be excited for him to go from, you know, four years of losing at Nebraska, get there and, you know, get into a good, um, you know, uh, culture in the locker room, teaching him probably hopefully how to be a pro, winning, having some success. So hopefully, you know, he can be a part of something in the, you know, you know, from years to come that he can take from his learning lessons uh, for this year with Cincinnati and, uh, you know, wish them all the best going into Kansas City. It's going to be the big story is the ankle. The ankle. Yeah, he's, he's going to be all right, man. What? You know what he did? You've been around it, so tell us what, what you know happened what he to make did. this thing. I, well, there's different grades of high ankle sprains. If he had, you know, like the one where, you know, he had to have a surgery and they had to do a quick surgery, that would be a lot different versus, like, you know, one where he was able to come back and play. Um you know, I saw him at his press conference on Wednesday. He wasn't really limping. He was out there practicing, warming up. I think Patrick Mahomes, he has such a handle on that offense and such a uh, there's such continuity, oddly enough, between Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and him. They'll have a game plan for the best-case scenario, um, and then they'll have a game plan if he has to be a pocket passer, and he's the best at either. And – you know, I think he'll really be uh, picky and choosy when he decides to, you know, take off if he does. But I look for Kansas City to, 
play a different I, – I hope that they would try to play a different game. Uh, physically try to run the ball, um, you know, take the pressure off of the quarterback, a little bit more ball control in their passing uh, game, and then try to exploit um, some of the, you know, issues that Cincinnati has had at times at their second level. And so um, there was plays to be made for Buffalo, uh, you know, last week. They just didn't do it. And, and also Cincinnati – made the plays they need to be. I talked about earlier in the week where Cam Taylor Britt made the play on Gabe Davis, who a uh, big play Gabe or big game Gabe, uh, you know, for Buffalo. If he makes that, it's a totally different game. And I think Buffalo might, you know, try to get their, you know, get it going where they can win it. Cam Taylor Britt finishes through the, you know, the echo of the whistle, breaks up the pass. And so, um, you know, I think the ankle, you know, obviously, you know, he's a little bit compromised, but also I think they know um, – as much as Patrick Mahomes is a, is a big part of their success, they know, well, first of all, uh, if he's playing, you know he's going to be ready to play. Second of all, if he's not or he gets have to sit out, you know, have to get reevaluated, Chad Henney has, has shown you in the biggest moments he can drive them 98 yards, not once but twice. So it, there is really no letdown when it comes to this type of system. And Andy Reid has showed you – he can, and this is what, if I was Cincinnati, I would really study when Chad Henney was in there. Now, it's been few and far between, but he's not as mobile as, as Patrick McHolmes. And therefore, you're going to see some of those play calling, you know, those play calls, that, that type of maybe a little bit more running attack and, and those type of run plays, those type of pass plays, um, because that's the quarterback that you're going to probably most likely get. Now, it's not Patrick Mahomes. I'm talking about the plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think Kansas City's in a good position. It's going to come down to how well Kansas City's defense plays against, you know, Joe Burrow and those guys. And do they can they play better in the red zone than they have in the last three games? What, for you, is the thing that allows Joe Burrow to walk in swagger? He's 3-0 against Mahomes, 3-0 <laughs> against KC. Yeah. What is it that, that, that Burrow does that – shows up in, in, in big games? Well, I mean, he first of all, he's, uh, he's, he's a superstar quarterback. So he has the arm strength um, that you need. He has the smarts. He loves football. Um, he has leadership skills. He's a guy's guy, you know, you know where he's, you know, he's there with, his, you know, with the guys. Um, and that's where his swag comes from because of the work that he's put in and where he's had to – you know, come from and always be constantly overlooked. When Ohio Player of the Year got overlooked by Nebraska the first time, goes to Ohio State and feels that he's better than quarterbacks that he ended up being better than, but he didn't get really, really a true chance from Urban Meyer. Now, granted, when he was in the quarterback competition, he had a knee issue. So Dwayne Haskins is, you know, was the quarterback. Now he goes down to LSU um, because Nebraska overlooked him again. So he has a chip on his shoulder. He hasn't forgotten. And then he goes on to LSU, and obviously, the, you know, the rest is history. He goes from, like, a mid-round pick to a, the, for the number one pick. Um, you know, wins the Heisman, I think, right? And uh, then he goes to Cincinnati. Now he's, now he's reaping the rewards of Cincinnati being crappy now. Let's be honest. You got him. You got a number one receiver that fell to them in the second round, and Higgins. You got Jamar Chase. You got a number one receiver. And then they really well with Boyd, who's their number three receiver, who's also a number one receiver. These are the number one re- receivers that he has three of them. And then also, 
Um, they were able to get Joe Mixon in the second round after he had uh, the off-the-field issue at Oklahoma. People missed on they, Well, they missed on him a little bit of certain. Now, granted, he was suspended because he had an altercation uh, with the young lady at the bar, mm-hmm. but he still had a really good year. And then when it came down to the draft, that was kind of holding him back. But Cincinnati looked at it. It's a one-time thing. He did what he needed to do. And he's first-round talent. He was the best running back in that draft. They got him in the second round. So now when you roll out with, with Joe Burrow, right, a guy that's wel- that welcomes playing for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Most guys don't want to go to Cincinnati, but the deal was already done. Cincinnati knew what they needed to do. And finally, you know, the Brown, their owner, didn't have to hold out in training camp, so forth. I think he signed right, you know, a week after the draft. So now you got a franchise quarterback um, that has all, everything, all the intangibles that you need, three number one receivers, um, a, a legit running back, you know, which is, you know, one of the top, you know, five or so running backs, and drafted decently well across the line, offensive line, but they've been injury or, you know, I was injury prone. But then they went out in free agency and did, you know, and, um, you know, remedied that. Now, Joe Burrow and those guys, because they throw the ball deep so much, will be have a little bit higher sack numbers. But the first two weeks of the season, they were 0-2. You know, they, they, he was getting sacked a lot. And then they, you know, after the Cowboy game, and then obviously lost, I think, the first game to Pittsburgh. But what they did was they changed their schemes up a little bit. The continuity start to go, started to kick in because of no training camp, Shorter preseason, not a lot of pads. The offensive line started to catch their second wind, I like to say. And they only end up giving, having uh, 38 sacks while he was a quarterback. So it's, a, it's the perfect storm for him, and that's why Cincinnati has to really hit on getting the Super Bowl in this next, you know, this, you know, this playoff run and one for sure next year and maybe the next one because Jamar Chase will be coming up for a new contract. T. Higgins is going to be up for a new contract, and so will Boyd. So if you lose one of those, unless you draft again, then so forth and so on. But the continuity has to be there. So they'll always – Joe Burrow always will have a number one receiver. They'll make sure of that. Um, but this is the time. Even on the defense, when you think of uh, Wilson, 45 or 55, their linebacker who is a Pro Bowl player and ascending player as well, you know, he's on a rookie deal. Cam Taylor-Britt's on a rookie deal, obviously very young. You're getting the most out of Eli Apple where he's kind of found a home and showing that somewhat of a, you know, first-round capabilities. Bates, leadership. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lead, leadership will come from their safety Bates, whose contract is up is on the franchise tag. So all these guys that need to get paid, deservedly so, is going to take away what the team that you have. And so right now Cincinnati is, is uh, right where they're at, where you have, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, his deal came through and they couldn't, you know, sign Tyreek Hill. So um, that's where his swag comes from. But he's a great player and, um, you know, he's a tough kid. Um, and he has everything that you want. He's a, more, he's a little bit more of an old-school type of quarterback. He loves football. He's focused. Um, and he plays for the right reasons. He's, uh, he's, he's not an um, – he obviously he's a superstar. He has a swag and, you know, the name Joe Shiesty or whatever it is. But, you know, he's a very uh, good he's – a, he's a great teammate as well. And that's, what, that's how you are able to galvanize a, for the most part, losing franchise with a losing culture. Granted, Marvin Lewis did really, really good. But I'm just talking about the holistic mm-hmm. culture of the Cincinnati Bengals with one guy can come in and change it. And that's what you need. You need a true franchise quarterback. John Kitna wasn't it. 
Red Raider wasn't a franchise quarterback. They were good quarterbacks, but he's a great quarterback, and that's what happens when you do it. And then also, he's upped the ante as far as what leadership in you know has to do. The GM, you know, not only the facilities, how you treat the players, how your off season is. He's changing all that just by his pure presence and willingness to step out and speak on behalf of his team because he wants to win at all costs, and that's what you're seeing right now. And it shows up all week long from all the reports that what Burrow is doing off the field shows up in, in, in several different ways. The locker room is a better locker room. Right. Uh, film study is a better, a better session. They're actually learning and, and, and getting from it. Uh, we'll throw it to break because a couple of things in play. One, we'll let you guys know. Uh, of course, you can reach out to us on the Sarder Hammond text line, 402-464-5685. You can follow us on the live video stream. It's up. Uh, brought to you by Sarder Heyman, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live. Also, in the next two hours, a couple of things now. That's the six burgers, buy six, get six free. But if you come in before six, we're going to give away a signed Mike Rozier jersey. All you have to do is come in, put your name in the box, and somebody at 6 o'clock will have this jersey. Right. Somebody today will walk out with this Mike Rozier jersey. Now, all, it does, nothing else is required for you. Come in, put your name in the box, and the guys will take care of you. I'm going to get out of the way so we can elevate the conversation. I didn't speak to defenses because I wanted you and Coach Wilhite to talk about the four defenses over the course of this weekend. Right. You're going to see four different types of play, four different style of play, four different levels of stars, and – as much as we want to talk about quarterbacks, the defense determine how this thing plays out. Oh, yeah. So we'll throw it a break. When we come back live from the Mercado, it'll be Jay Foreman and the coach, We'll come back to old school. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 